Good morning, Lucy here. Um, somebody gave me a little bit of a kind of wake-up call myself, actually, to remind me to do a podcast on why our exes, abusers, um, or narcissists would try, would continuously harass us and stalk us and troll us and do all that sort of stuff to try and get us um, to break no contact. Um, obviously, I've preached and done the the uh, the No Contact podcast, which is a couple of ones down the list from this one that you're listening to now. And it's just crossed my mind, of course, I've not done one on why they try to break it. And of course they do. Um, to be fair, I would say that you are not dealing with a disordered person or disordered personality if they don't try to break No Contact. So if there's anybody listening to this whose partner has genuinely just gone um, with absolutely... No, nothing at all um, indicating that they're watching or waiting um, or covertly or overtly trying to communicate. And by that, I also mean posting things on Facebook. It could be posting pictures of you both last year on Facebook. That is still attempting to break no contact. So when I talk about communication, I mean all different types of communication from source. It doesn't have to be a phone call or them coming to your um, door or approaching you at work or something like that. It can be something as as covert as literally sending a birthday card to one of your parents. That is still attempts to communicate with you, to unsettle you, to get you to contact them thus breaking no contact and say, well, why have you sent that fucking birthday card to my mum? You dumped me, you cheated on me, blah, blah, blah. So it's to make you break no contact as well. So you'll get you'll get the, 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 the attempts of phone calls and tweets and Instagram pictures, messages, and you'll get that overt harassment, yeah? Okay, and then we move all the way along the spectrum to them getting, triangulating other people, using triangulation to try and get friends, family, colleagues, the outer circle. So not even close friends, your outer circle. So that'd be people on your social media list, other exes, um, your children if they're grown up, family members to try and then go, oh, God, Melanie, that's Nigel. Nigel phone does again. Going to get him to leave us alone. So they'll, they'll try that. So that's that second kind of layer of using triangulation, using other people to contact you. And it can be, again, I miss them. I'm so sorry. Tell them to call me, please. To, I don't know if you know this, but she stole money from me. Or I don't know if you know this, but he cheated on me. So it can be the smear campaign type stuff and the slander. And this is all them attempting to get you to break no contact. Okay? Because it is them making the proactive movements towards you and your life and people and things in your life to get you to break no contact. So that's in the middle. And then we're right away along to like, like I said in the beginning, the very kind of covert stuff that posting a song, maybe you got married and they happen to post a song on their Facebook and it's your wedding song. Never, ever, ever assume this is just a coincidence. Never. The funny phone call from an anonymous number in the middle of the night, but you've not heard from your narcissist in six months. I'm telling you now, that is either your narcissist and you supply or a recently made ex, poor, wounded, broken uh, victim supply. Never. Always have, just like you've got your, your barriers up, just like you've got your boundaries up, just like you've got your no contact wall up. Never, ever, ever 
let your gut instinct um, go ignored. Because I'm telling you now, I've been through this now with two different types of narcissists and they tend to try to break no contact in different ways. And again, the breaking no contact isn't necessarily hoovering, which is um, a lot of people mix that up with love bombing. Love bombing only happens in the beginning of the relationship. Love bombing does not happen in devaluation. Love bombing does not happen in discard. And love bombing does not happen after the relationship has ended. That's hoovering. It's It feels like love bombing. It seems like love bombing, but it's not. It's sucking you back into the abuse. Love bombing is in the beginning when abuse isn't even on your radar, okay? Um... So the, again, it, it's this hoovering approach is, is to try and get you to break no contact. And uh, so I've given you three different, the sort of like the, the covert, the kind of mid-level range harassmenty stuff. And then the, the overt, actual proper stalking and harassment. Even the smear campaign is attempts to make you um, break no contact because there's nothing worse than you being gaslighted from afar. And you know, you know, friends and family are telling you, did you hear what Nigel posted? He's telling everyone that you cheated on him with two guys from downstairs. You know, there's absolute nonsense getting posted about you. And it is one of the hardest things in the world because by now you've got over this right you know Nigel's an obend you know Melanie's an obend right you know that they're cheats and they're liars and they're abusers and they're nutty and they're crazy and they're narcissists because you're on Facebook groups you're reading books you're watching YouTube you know what they are now yeah you are you are nearly recovered okay you're doing no bad you're doing okay because part of the huge part of recovery is accepting that these people are losers and nutters and cheats and they're never going to change, okay? Because that means then you're, you're not going to break no contacts. You're not going to go back to them. You're not going to fantasize about running away into the sunset with them. You know, you're not going to go, oh, but he or she was just so amazing in the beginning. You're past that stage, man. You are angry and you are in acceptance. But... The, at this point, this is when them trying to break no contact and hoovering changes. This is when it becomes rage and a smear campaign and lies and gaslighting you, you know, telling people stuff, telling people stuff and doing stuff they know you are hearing about. They know you're seeing. They know that their friends or colleagues or family members are going to go running to tell you and say that they've seen this and heard this rumor and that this is what your ex is saying. And they, they are trying to trigger you into breaking no contact and then abusing them, okay? And going back to them and going, what the fuck are you fucking saying? How fucking dare you say that, okay? They're trying to get you to act like them. Phone calls, messages, posts online, pictures online, contacting their family, contacting their friends. Um, they're trying to get you to do what they're do they did in the beginning. They're trying to get you to harass them and stalk them. I did that. I got arrested. I got a conviction. Yep ruined my life because from that point I then had moral injury which then led me to committing other criminal offences and completely losing everything I ever was which was a slightly nutty person but I was never a stalker or a harasser I was never that angry that I hated everyone and I wanted to hurt people ever but this behavior that is manifesting and I'm describing now that a lot of you are going through now is designed to send you bonkers and keep you in a dark place. It's designed to make you act bonkers so they can then say, after all the hoovering didn't work and all the harassment didn't work and all the apologies and false apologies and false platitudes didn't work, they can then change tack 
And this is the disorder in the personality. This is why it's called narcissistic personality disorder. This is why you will get, I love you. I hate you. How dare you do this to me? I'm sorry, let's talk. This is why you will get the the, the flipping and flopping of, of, of abuse to charm, to harm, to lies, to truth, to false platitudes, to apologies, to, to abuse, because they are disordered. But if you think about it, and this is a hard one for you to listen to, you acted like this, didn't you? Some of you, I never, I never acted hot and cold during my reverse hoovering, during the relationships so or not afterwards. I was always, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'll change, I'll change, I'll change. That's called reverse hoovering, by the way. Um, but after the discard and after all the smear campaign started and they started trying to break contact and then they were cheating on me with somebody and they were seeing somebody else, oh, it was all going on. Um, I was quite mixed up in the same way. I was posting selfies um, on Facebook, very sexy ones, very attractive ones, of course, um, saying, I'm so glad I didn't get pregnant because I knew he was could see them. I knew she could see them, right? I knew it was upsetting and hurting them. But why did I want to upset and hurt them if I didn't really have feelings? I still had feelings, you know? And the thing with narcissists is it's all about control. They're trying to control you and puppeteer you and hurt you because you haven't hurt their feelings. You've hurt what pathetic structure of an ego they do have, which is very much based on control and power. So once you go no contact, they feel totally powerless and they feel totally out of control. So this is why they try again to break no contact and trigger you and, 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 and cause you trauma and get you to contact them because it makes them feel in control. Because the reason why these personality disorders form is because during childhood, trauma, neglect, and uh, no boundaries, spoiling, apathy, created a sense of an out-of-control out family environment uh, and social environment as they were growing. And their, their personality warped and structured around that need for control to feel safe. And, you know, what's the easiest thing to control in the world if you've got the right tools? People. Henceforth, personality disorders. Um so hopefully that should answer some of your questions and help you maintain no contact because sometimes knowing why they're trying to contact you helps you clarify why you must, above all else, maintain no contact. And I always say this to people, if you're still in the early months of a, of a discard and the early months of a breakup from one of these people, do not feel compelled or, or like you have to let them see the children um, unless they unless they are prepared to do that officially and legally and through a contact centre or through a solicitor or through a court. Therefore, bypassing having to have contact with you, right? If they're still going, well, I need to see you to see the children. I need to speak to you to speak to the children. I need to have contact with your mom to see the children. If they're still insisting on having other people and you in the dynamic while they see their children, they're not really that interested in their children and you can go no contact and withhold child contact. If they're prepared, and you can make this very clear through a solicitor or through a text or an email, if they're prepared to see the children and pay for the children and have a, a credible, regular, consistent contact with those children and agree that you do not need to be involved, good, let them see the kids. But if not, you go no contact, okay? If you do let them see the kids and you don't need to be involved, that's when you do grey rock, which is where you show no emotion, you don't contact them. There is minimal, minimal contact and with no emotion, no reactions at all. I hope that helps some of you today.